Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere, back at it on a new weekend of the fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio because four hours a night on the overnight are not enough. Eight days a week. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend from the Maller Podcast Studio, the podcast dojo deep in the Northwoods. We thank you for finding the podcast and subscribing. Now it's still football season. There's no game this weekend. They've got that Fugazi pro bowl. What? But for our purposes, we, we don't have Benny versus the penny. We're not going to do Benny versus the penny, the pro bowl edition. That's not happening. So Benny versus the penny will return for the final time. This football season on the podcast next weekend, we've got some big things planned Fingers crossed. I don't know what's actually going to happen, what's not going to happen as far as the Super Bowl programming. There have been some rumors that I might make an appearance in Arizona. That has not been confirmed as of right now. Uh, I have some family in the greater Phoenix area. I might drive in and record some special editions of the Fifth Hour Podcast. But we'll worry about that in a future edition of the podcast. Now, chances are that you're listening to this right now. You enjoy audio content. So God bless you. And if you listen to the overnight radio show, you like radio and you likely like sports radio. And I love the chance today to talk to a legend in the business. Now I've never lived in Philadelphia. I've visited Philadelphia over the years, but I've never been a local resident, but I am aware being in radio of the, magical audio powers that our friend who's going to hang out with us today has. His name is Angelo Cataldi. Now, if you've not spent any time in Philadelphia, 
You might not know who that is, but he is a legendary figure on the radio dial in Philadelphia. He has been the morning guy at the number one sports station in Philly, WIP, going back for over 30 years. In fact, I believe he's over 33 years now at the mic. And Angelo is retiring. He was actually going to retire back at the end of 2022. So like a month ago, I know we're in February now, but at the end of last year, he was going to retire. But he said, listen, the Eagles have a pretty good team. And he made a deal where, since he's a legend, they allowed him to do this. They don't normally allow this in radio. But he said he will continue to do his morning show, which does very well, as long as the Eagles are in the playoffs. Playoffs? Well, they're in the Super Bowl. Hello, Super Bowl 57 next weekend against Kansas City, as we all know. We don't know what's going to happen in that game. But we do know that when that game ends, win or lose, that Angelo Cataldi will be leaving the radio dial in Philly. And he's worked with Tony Bruno. We're going to get into that at some point. Uh, Also been part of what I think are two of the greatest radio promotions ever done. I am so jealous that he was able to do this back in the olden days. The infamous Donovan McNabb heckle. If you're old enough to remember when the Eagles drafted Donovan McNabb back in the day, I got to get into this at some point. Angelo sent a group of listeners, some crazy guys to to the NFL draft up in New York and booed the heck out of Donovan McNabb. It has been many years. McNabb played his entire career, retired from the NFL, and this story still has legs. It's one of the legendary tales of the NFL draft over the years. So we'll get into that as well. But we need to start right now. When you talk to a guy like Angelo Cataldi, you got to talk about his current situation. And he's watching these Eagle games throughout the playoffs. And he's got some skin in the game. So, Angelo, welcome to the podcast, first of all. It's great to have you on. I am excited to chat with you. What has it been like for you to watch these games knowing that you've got some, as I said, some skin in the game, and if the Eagles did not beat the Giants or stumbled against the 49ers, that's it. You're done. What's that been like for you? Yeah, Ben, I don't think it's anything the Eagles really wanted. I was no motivating factor in their run here, believe me. (laughs) Uh, We have, over 33 years, uh, Philadelphia Morning Radio, I have made many enemies in the Eagles organization. But it's a heck of a run. And, you know, when I decided that's the way I wanted to go, I figured that way, maybe if the Eagles went on a run, I could kind of slip out the back door without anybody noticing. And that's still the plan, although they've kind of noticed. Uh, But the plan is, uh, if they win, which would be awesome, uh, I'm leaving the day they have the parade. So they'll be all thinking about the parade and all the great speeches, and then I'll flip out the back door and people will forget I was ever there. <laughs> well, no, they won't. But but normally, like I've been in the business a few years, but you've got some years on me, but normally in radio, you don't get a final show. This is unusual, right? <laughs> I mean, you, you've seen I'm sure you've seen it more than I have, the unceremonial departure. You know, guys been at the station for years, and they get rid of him. What's this been like for you? Yeah, it, yeah and it's weird, right, because – I'm like a, a control freak, and I plan a show, and then like halfway through a show in the last three or four weeks, somebody will call and start crying. And they'll, oh, 
you meant so much to my life and all this, which is awesome. I mean, who ever thought? But you know what I always say to them? I go, I'm so happy that, you know, my show could have had this kind of impact. But me and my co-host, we did it just for the money. Like, we just, if they stopped paying us, we weren't going to come in. <laughs> we were just doing it because it was a job that paid well. And all these other accolades that came out of it, then you don't know until you're leaving that this many people would want to come forward and tell you, you know, how much you meant to them. And I didn't really have an inkling of it. I just knew that I came in every, every day and I did the best show I could do in the most passionate sports city in America. It was a great job for me. And if it helped other people along the way, God bless them. I'm thrilled that it happened. Yeah, so I did some work in Boston a little bit. I know you're from Rhode Island, Angelo, but Philadelphia is insane. I mean, it's it's its own animal there, and you've been talking to these people every morning for all these years. What What is it that's different? I know you've worked in a bunch of cities, but what is it about the Philadelphia, especially I think the Eagle fans more than the Sixers and, and, the, and the Phillies, but what is it about their their outlook as fans that, that causes this. I mean, it's in, it's much different than almost anywhere else in America. Ben, you're right on the exact point of my time in Philadelphia. I was in Rhode Island. I didn't like it there because I felt there was a ton of hero worship going on. Uh, Larry Bird walked on water. That was the whole era. I covered the Celtics when I was uh, a writer at the Providence Journal. And I, I never felt I was a good fit there because I'm really negative. I like to criticize. I like to hold people to a very high standard, probably an unattainable standard. And then when the Inquirer, the Philadelphia Inquirer came to me and offered me a job, my first reaction was, oh my God, I think this is the perfect fit for my personality. So I did seven years there, and then the radio thing came along, and almost from day one, I worked with Tom Berkshire, maybe the most optimistic man you would ever meet in sport. And I was there to counterbalance all of his happy talk. And um, it connected, you know. And, and all these years later, the Eagles just uh, uh, made it to the Super Bowl. We're still ripping the defensive coordinator pretty much every day, Ben. <laughs> I, I just, I like the mentality in Philadelphia is probably as extreme it could be to constantly, under all conditions, hold sports figures in our town accountable. I love that. Yeah, I love it too. In fact, just to, to sum that up, and I, I think we'll play the, the clip here on the podcast, but Nick Sirianni, a couple weeks ago, uh, I'm sure you obviously talked about this a bunch on your show, but for those that didn't hear it, the Eagle coach, after a playoff game, called you out, Angelo, by name. I'm sure that's probably happened a lot over the years, but what did you think? What was your reaction he just won a playoff game, and your name was in his head. He was thinking about you. Ben, I don't have to tell you this. When they're mentioning your name and they're pronouncing it correctly, this is good for the show. <laughs> <laughs> Nick is saying, and I have, I have a pretty good relationship with him. He comes out of show after every game and talks about the game. But what Nick was saying is that our, our what we thought was important, which really – and the big picture isn't. So I'm going, wow, after all these years, this may be the first time a coach went out of his way to say that I was, you know, to my face that I was wrong. And he might be right. I, I just don't. It comes down to style. 
I've been ripping the defensive coordinator because I think he's too passive. I like a real aggressive blitzing style. He did hold the last two opponents in the playoffs to seven points each game. So it's harder for me to make. What I'm trying to tell you is Nick was probably right then. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm just reacting the way I was trained to long before I even got to Philly. I just always look at things from the negative perspective. And it got me 33 years here, so it couldn't have been the wrong approach. Yeah, and and I lean that way too, Angelo. You know, late at night on on our show, but I, it feels like the business is changing. Uh, and, and maybe I'm wrong on that. I, I mean, you're you're obviously you've been in Philly all this time, but I get the sense a lot of the national guys that I deal with, and and even a lot of cities that I, I, I you know, people I know around the country that critical sports talk is going away. There's a lot of cheerleading. There's a lot of people carrying the water for teams. So, do you agree with that, or you disagree with that? 100% agree with it, Ben. Uh, it, you know, it's not the reason I'm getting out. I'm getting out because I'm 71 years old. But I don't think I would sit much longer. Even in Philly, where we're still behind the curve on becoming more positive sports talkers. We're still behind the curve on it. But I just, you know, it comes out, it's so simple. I have more fun when I'm ripping somebody. You know, I can be completely honest. It, it, more fun. And if they react to it on social media or elsewhere, it's even more fun. Then you develop a little bit of a feud. To me, that's entertainment. What we do is not journalism. It's entertainment. And if we can have them back and forth, to me, that's fun for the listener. And that's the way I've always done the show. I think if I lasted much longer, it would be much harder to do that. Yeah, I get that sense. I... I blame Angelo, the team websites that they took over a lot of the media coverage. And the Dallas Cowboys tweeted out a negative thing about Dak Prescott, and you would have thought that it was a war crime the way it got covered, right? I mean, it's in, it's insane. I mean, and when you were at the New York Post, what was it? What was it like when you were in New York back in the uh, back in the day criticizing guys? So I came to Philadelphia. I was never a columnist here, but I did a lot of the analysis pieces, and that played great. They loved it. They hammered Buddy Ryan. I covered the Eagles where Buddy Ryan was a coach. And I just pounded him then. I, 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 every chance I could get, I got him. But um, it's not the same now. now. I've been the most vocal crit in the whole country of Andy Reid. I didn't like him when he was a coach here. I haven't liked him one bit since he left. And we just did a poll yesterday. Do you like Andy Reid? And 78% of Philadelphia fans said they do. So whatever I've been saying, it's not convincing anybody I'm right. But it's still fun to me. You know, Andy Reid gets to the Super Bowl, gets the Eagles, and some of the people are going, wow, Dolby's going to have a chance here to, to go out with Reid losing. They go, yeah, right, but what if he wins? <laughs> exactly. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Doing the morning show all these years, and I, I, I do the overnight, so I, I'm a night person. I, I'm wired more at night. And to me, I've done mornings. At one point, I did a brief run where I was up early in the morning doing a morning shift, and I I hated it, Angelo. I, I am not a morning person, and I know you're very regimented with your routine and how you schedule things and all that. How have you been able to pull it off for you know three decades? That's an insane run here. I, I got to tell you, it's a, it's a massive sacrifice, at least the way I've done it. But I didn't know how to do it any other way. I, I get up at 2.30 in the morning. I don't watch most of the night sports events live, I watch them when I get up. And, um, I mean, I developed a system for that, but I found that I couldn't nap well. I couldn't do that. So I'm going to bed at six, I go to sleep around six 30, read for a little while, get up at two 30 and then prepare the show and then go in and do it. And at 10 o'clock, I'm pretty much done. I, I mean, especially at this age, it's an awful lifestyle. It's a, it's a major sacrifice. I didn't know how to do it any other way. Unfortunately, I really don't have much of a life, so it made it easier for me to. Yeah, I wasn't sacrificing that much. I watch a lot of TV. I got a wonderful wife. I got great grandkids, and I definitely see them a lot. I guess I'll get to see them a lot more. But um, it felt like that was the job description. I had to do it. And now that you're you're going to be retired soon, are you going to stay up late at night now? Are you going to change your schedule? You have to change your schedule, I would think, a little bit anyway. So have you thought about that? Yeah, I'm going to listen to your show. If you're to <laughs> I'll, I'll go to bed. Maybe I'll go to bed around the time I got up, maybe about 2 or 3. Who is a sports writer, though? So that was my schedule. I used to go to bed around 2 or 3 in the morning after I covered a night sports event. I don't even know how long it's going to take. Uh, you know, reconfigure my brain so that I could stay up later. Because even on weekends, if I make it to ten o'clock, that's that's an achievement. It's hard. It's hard, and I, that that may be the thing I'm looking for most. I'm going to go on normal people time. <laughs> 
Yeah, the normal schedule. I, I did want to ask you this. You, you've been in the business for a long time, and I wanted to pick your brain. Like, what do you – and you mentioned this kind of early. You you kind of referenced it a few minutes ago. Like, what what stands out? What it, Why has your show been successful? What makes a good show to you that is the secret sauce that has been the key for you? It's not complicated. Do not worry about whether the owner likes your show, the owner of this sports franchise, or the general manager, or the manager, or the coach, any of the players, doesn't mean a damn thing what they think of your show. Do your show for the customers, for the listeners, and for the callers. Bind with them. Connect with them. Give them what they want, which is strong opinions in an entertaining way. If you could do that, you got it. That's the whole formula. Not that complicated, Ben. Just worry about who's listening, as long as it's not associated directly with the team. What the team thinks doesn't mean a damn in how well you're doing in radio. And the other thing we learned, Angelo, a couple years ago during COVID, uh, and I was blown away by this, we had more people listening to our our show um, with no sports going on. And I, it was it was cr- I thought we were going to go out of business when they shut sports down. I was like, well, that's it. I do a sports radio show. But I, I think we we learned, I think a lot of people learn, right, that people, they don't necessarily tune in. The sports are important, but they still tune in. They're still listening to hear what, what you have to say. Yeah, we, we kept a good audience, but I didn't like it because the one thing, the reason I went into sports radio is so I wouldn't have to deal with, you know, real issues, real stuff, life and death thing. Yeah. And um, we couldn't avoid getting political. Because callers would call in and they'd say, I'm not getting the vaccine. I'm getting the vaccine. Then we really had almost like a tug of war over the president and all this stuff. And I, I didn't have a default cure. I couldn't go to sports because there was no sports. And that period, like the first two to three months before sports started to seep back in, that was the hardest time in my time here. Because I just, yeah, we could do it. We had an audience. But it wasn't. It wasn't fun. It wasn't what I wanted to do. It wasn't. What, it wasn't a career I chose. So I was thrilled when things started to come back. Yeah, that part of it is terrible because no matter what you say, when you go down a political, especially the last couple of years, when you talk about anything political, you immediately have half the people that think you yep. are heathen. No matter what, yep. they, they think you're on the wrong team and uh, they want to attack you. It's it's a brutal thing. It's it, it hasn't always been like that, has it, Angelo? When you were a young guy, yeah, starting out, it wasn't like that, right? It's gotten worse, hasn't it? No, it's much worse now, right? But here's the thing: when they would then say to me, "You don't know what you're talking about," I would say to them, "Absolutely, you're right. I don't." I don't know anything about politics. <laughs> I don't know anything about vaccine. I. I fell on the sword pretty much every day because I didn't know. I was reacting the way somebody would be reacting to was just in any line of work during the pandemic. But what I saw, because I also take emails, I give out my email address every day, and I get a, a lot of emails, and they were vicious. I had to, I had to learn how to block people. <laughs> I didn't block, like, until like two years ago, I didn't block anybody. And I had to learn how to do it. Because these people were vicious. And I went, you know, even in the worst circumstances in sport, nobody gets that upset. This is, I, I can't compare it to anything because I wasn't doing political talk until the pandemic. 
but it made me more than ever happy that I didn't choose that line of work. Yeah, so I, I, I did want to bring up, a, since we have you on here, Angelo, we have a mutual friend uh, doing the overnight show. I've been at Fox Sports Radio since it started 20-some years ago, and Tony Bruno, who I know you know, you worked wow. with him for years. I, I love Tony. I used to listen to Tony when I was you know, kind of getting – my way up in the business working my way up in the business. And I, I'm a big fan of his work. I, I, I know you worked together for a long time. You know, him very well. You got any good Tony Bruno stories you can share with us? Oh, uh, Tony, Tony was unbelievable. All right. First of all, the reason he joined our show, which happened very shortly after Tom Brookshire retired was because management at WIP felt we better get somebody in there who actually knows how to do radio. <laughs> Since I was not really a radio guy with no radio background. I would work with Brookie, so I learned a little bit about it, but I wasn't ready to just be the main host. And Tony came in. He was, I'm telling you, Ben, there was a sequence around the second year. It was only with us a couple of years where he was late more days than he was on time, <laughs> which is absolutely <laughs> incredible in morning radio. If you're not there at six o'clock in morning radio, you may as well not show up. You've got to be there. That, that's when all the prep happens before the show. Now he would come in, but he had such a big personality and he was so quirky. We used to, and he'd love, you know what he loved to do? Love to leave the studio and do stuff out on the street. And we had a snowstorm one day and Tony said that Tony had a real hard time. He lived in a real snow area, Lower Gwinnett, which is outside of the city of Philadelphia. And, and he said, listen, I'm not going to be able to get in today. Um, but look, I want to contribute to the show. Ask people who are in my area if they need to get shoveled out. And then <laughs> the, whole, the whole four hours, he's reporting from people's driveways, shoveling them out and having the time of his life. That is the He's one of the quirkiest guys I ever met, one of the best professionals I ever met. And when he left, because he had opportunities everywhere, he ended up at the ESPN radio. Um, when he left, it was one of the more devastating moments in my career because you don't replace Tony Bruno. He's too big a personality, too much fun to work with. But we, Al and I, Al Morgani and I, my co-host, we learned so much in the years we worked with Tony. Yeah, Tony was great. I, I was on the air after he was out here doing a in L.A. doing a show after the Lakers had won a championship. And a, we, we were broadcasting on the street, Angelo, and a riot broke out. This is back in the Kobe Shaq days. And there was a massive fire right in the middle of the street. And Tony Bruni, we were all freaking out. You know, we had never seen anything like this. And Tony, had, you know, I guess he'd been in a riot or two back in the day and he he was like totally calm he was like you know didn't think anything of it and people are dancing around to a bonfire in the middle of the street and tony just handled it like a a pro's pro i i did also angela since we have you on also i wanted to bring up what i think is the greatest radio promotion i don't think you guys do it anymore but the wing bowl which was your show right you were the show that, that i mean this is being a fan of sports radio this this thing took a life of its own you guys you, didn't you fill the arena the Sixers play in with this thing? This thing became massive. How, how did that all begin? It all began almost as a launch. We, we, the Eagles were not going anywhere year after year. So early in our tenure, Al Morgani came up with the idea that we should have a, a chicken wing eating contest because Buffalo was in it every year. This was the sequence where they lost four straight Super Bowls. 
So we said, well, what's their number one food? It's chicken wings. So we had, we used to have a remote broadcast on Fridays at the Wyndham Franco Plaza Hotel right in the lobby. So we decided to have this little uh, eating contest with, uh, we gave away a dusty old hibachi that was in the back of the prize closet. Um, There were like six contestants and um, it kind of, you know, kind of resonated. We got a pretty good crowd. Not that the hotel wanted a a chicken wing eating contest in their lobby, but we got a good crowd. The next year we put in a sports bar. We got a thousand people to see people eat chicken wings. It's seven o'clock in the morning. So then a couple of years later, we went to a nightclub. Then we went to an actual rock venue. And then we went to the spectrum. And the, the mayor back then, Ed Rendell, said, we get a couple of available dates for the city every year. I'll give you the spectrum. But we didn't think we were going to fill the spectrum. The first year, we, we wrote half of it all. And, and we had a spillover crowd. By the 12th year of this 26-year tenure, we was we were selling out every seat twenty thousand in the Wells Fargo Center, wow. and we did for the next fourteen years, right to the last year. We had to end it because it became more and more politically incorrect. We had scantily clad women counting the chicken wings, and <laughs> and then it got. But I, then we had a gentlemen's clubs started to. Um, they started to sponsor eaters that were in it. We had 30 eaters. We had big pr- processions coming into the arena. It was a four-hour extravaganza. And uh, we started to get a real bad pushback for some of the politically incorrect stuff we were doing. So it, it, it finally, it kind of gasped its final breath about four years ago. But you're right, man. In terms of getting publicity and stuff like that, we were getting world publicity for a number of years for those wing bowls that we did. And it was another, it's another example of a, a Philly event. I don't know that that would work in most other cities. Yeah. I got to tell you, Angela, I mean, I, I didn't, I've been to Philly a few times. I've never, I haven't lived there and I knew about this thing and I would, it would be on the news. They out, out here, they'd show the highlights on, on the you know nightly news back when that mattered. And now on the internet, even I know it's been gone for a while, but the, the clips were all on the internet. It was, you, you guys had, it was like a boxing match. These guys would come in and they'd have uh, like big entourages. It was it was wild, wild and crazy. Now, speaking of promotion, yeah. the selling point was to take some average people and give them their 15 minutes, you know, to, to make them the heroes of the day. And it was always held just two days before the Super Bowl because the Eagles never went to it. Then when they finally won it in 17, we said, this is the perfect exit. Let's get out. And that's when we got out. Yeah. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. You've you've done some other zany things being a morning guy, Angelo, and I got to ask you about the the draft where I think Donovan McNabb still hates you, right? You you sent you were you did you go to the draft or you sent listeners to the draft, the NFL draft, and you wanted was it I went. Oh, you went. You were part of it. So you wanted Ricky Williams. Am I getting that part right? You you guys were yeah. campaigning for Ricky Williams. How did that go down? Yeah, that was uh, that, that is a blight on my resume. But I mean, the story was that the mayor. Uh, Ed Rendell called up and he said, I really would like the Eagles to, uh, to draft Ricky Williams. They had the second pick of the draft in 1999. And, and I would like you guys to campaign. He said this right on the air. Well, how are you going to say no to the mayor? So sure, Mr. Mayor, whatever you need. So we hired a bus and we decided to bring the 30 most bizarre off the chart Philadelphia sports fans we could find. And we did. We got. We called them the Dirty Thirty, right? And and they all got on the bus. In fact, what ended up happening was we only had twenty nine, and there was a homeless guy on the corner. And when we said to him, "Listen, if you get on the bus, you can have all the eat and drink you want. We're driving to New York and back. We're we're probably going to be at the draft for an hour or two, but just take the ride with us." And he was our thirtieth guy, and that guy drank and ate. He was a king that day. <laughs> but we went up there. We went up there. We got it to the felt form. It was done in the felt form back then. And uh, we had uh, the mayor had even arranged to get us 30 tickets so we could get into the draft. This is when it was just starting to become a real fan event. And um, we were stupid, man. We thought, we really thought they were going to draft Ricky Williams. And no one had ever considered a plan B. So when uh, Paul Tagliabue, the commissioner, comes out, he says, and with the second pick of the draft, the Eagles select Donovan McNabb, we were so disappointed in the moment. We, uh, a boo erupted like none ever heard. Uh, it's still, if people could see it on YouTube, it was insane how loud that boo was. And McNabb's coming out, and, and they're, the boo, and he's, he's like, he can't believe it. But this is his dream come true. And the fans are booing the crap out of him. 
<laughs> and it was just an unfortunate turn of events. But what it ultimately exposed was how sensitive McNabb was and how he never, his sensitivity, even though he had a great career, his sensitivity in Philadelphia, it hurt his popularity. And and us, we survived the situation, and most people from that day on have called off idiots for that, and justifiably. What was the bus ride back to Philly? What was that like when they drafted McNabb? Well, what happened was that was unfortunate too because they were by then the boys were very very drunk, and and, and you gotta understand, Ben, these guys were not in great shape. These were not like physical specimens. And there was one really fat guy in there named Doughboy, right? Okay. He was the guy who actually competed at wing ball. And wouldn't you know, we pull up at a light next to a bus of senior citizens. So they all thought, hey, how much fun would this be if we moon these old timers? So this guy with a huge rear end, right, pulls his pants down and sticks it up against the bus window in the emergency aisle. <laughs> but he presses too hard, and the glass breaks. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't. I, hopefully, all the people in the senior citizens must survive. <laughs> but we drove half the way back with with the wind coming. It was, it was uh, early. It was cold and. <laughs> They were off. Believe me, Ben, by the time they got back, many of them did not even recall that they ever went to the event. Now, the the, the better question, Angelo, is when you when you went to management and said, we had a small problem on the bus, What? how did yeah. they handle that? I'm sure they had, oh, no problem, we'll take care of it, or did heads roll, Angelo? Jeez. Well, we had a program director back there, Tom Bigby. He loved anything that got his attention, negative or positive. Yeah. So he embraced it. He thought it was great. In fact, we even considered doing it the following year, but uh, we were banned for life from um, from, from the draft. <laughs> the only time we avoided it is when they had it in Philadelphia a few years ago. No, they we have banned for life. We can never go back to the draft. <laughs> that is what a way to 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 leave the NFL draft behind, though. That is. Uh... That yeah, is, exactly. What are you going to do? All right. I know uh, we don't have a lot of time left, but I, I wanted to – we should, probably should get out on that. But I, I did want to ask you, as you retire from radio after the Super Bowl, Angelo, what do you, yeah. you think is going to happen to sports radio? What do you think is going to happen to the business? It's changed a lot with podcasting. Everyone's got a podcast now. We talked about the negativity kind of leaving sports radio. So what do you think happens 10, 20 years from now to the business? Well, it, it, in Philadelphia, which is really all I really know about, it will always exist because it's the best place to live, to to react in the moment to what just happened in sports, and people love that. And uh, in our city, they've handed down from generation to generation their love of the Eagles, especially, but all the all the sports teams in our city. Um, it'll probably be, it'll definitely be less loud. It'll be quieter. It'll be less. Um, flamboyant because the world has changed now and it's harder to pull off this stuff that we used to do. And it'll be, um, I think what you said before, probably a little less negative. Plus they got the, you got all these podcasts now that they, they are going to be competition because uh, if you want, if you have a niche interest, a niche interest, you could go and listen to podcasts 
with people on it that you really admire or find entertaining or whatever. It'll change, but it will not go away. There's a lot of other stuff that will go away because the world is changing, but I think sports talk will always be around because it's a way for you to react live to something you all saw. Like if you're in a bar watching a game and you react in the moment, sports radio will always be able to provide that opportunity, and I think that's why it'll always be there. Well, Angelo, much respect, a, a great career, and you've still got some time left before the Super Bowl and then after it. So uh, thank you for coming on, and good luck in retirement. Ben, it was a pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thanks. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, Yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.